0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the PR Podcast. Give you guys a better insight on how to master your bodies and raising your PRs in and outside the gym. My name is Joseph, and I'm here with my two amazing hosts, Annabelle. Hi. And Morgan. Hello, hello. How are we doing today, guys? Great. Fantastic.
1: It's late. I'm tired.
0: <laughs> it is a little bit later in the day. But instead of coffee, we decided to bring, um, or I did, some Jameson because this is also going to be my birthday episode. How old are you turning, man? I'm only gonna be twenty nine. Only? Only. I feel young. I feel good. And I'm younger than you guys. Age is just a number, bro. Oh what? Oh what? Oh what? Can't take her anywhere. (laughs) That was Annabelle.
1: That's his birthday song.
0: Your phone is full of those songs.
1: It might be. It might be. I'd never heard it
0: into you until you played really? it. Yeah. Same.
1: I'm so happy to have been able to introduce you to to it.
0: It's like a different world.
1: It's going to be stuck in your head like the rest of the night. It is stuck in my head already. <laughs> you just see Morgan like with his little cup. Yeah. Yeah, birthday, <laughs> Morgan. Morgan was Every someone's <laughs> birthday, I'm like, a birthday,
2: bitch. <laughs> it's
0: your birthday, bitch.
1: <laughs>
2: too, too tough with birthday.
1: So any birthday
0: plans, Uh, Joseph? uh, Well, uh, we're recording this a little bit before the birthday, but on my birthday, I'll be in uh, Lake Arrowhead with some family. It'll be me, Bree, and uh, my brother, his wife, my cousin, his wife, and we're going to have the kids with us. So we're going out to Lake Arrowhead, and we have a cabin out there. We're going to be having some fun.
1: Some drinks, Um, some 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 snow activities.
0: Yeah, some board games, I'm sure, with uh, alcoholic beverages for the adults. Yeah, I'm sure we'll go like sledding with the kids like during the day and whatnot.
1: It's like the perfect birthday retreat.
0: Yeah, yeah. Last year, uh, Bree and I went up to Yosemite.
1: Yeah, nice.
0: We're up there with uh the, with Dan, stayed up there for him for with the weekend, over the weekend, and uh, his uh, girlfriend Stephanie. She made these bomb cookies. She made like four different kinds of Christmas yeah. cookies. Oh my gosh!
1: So, like, would she make them again for your birthday and like ship them or something? She has to now. Now.
0: Now. She has a few days of what's love
1: A special request. It's a birthday request. Yeah, come
0: on. <laughs> Happens once a year.
1: Yeah, so what'd you guys do today? You train? I Anybody? did. Yeah, I did
0: some arms today. Accessory work, arms, a little bit of back, <clears throat> and then um, came here. Now we're recording this podcast.
1: Oh, that's right. I saw your, like, workout end right before.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had to fly down here.
1: And you trained early?
0: Yeah, I had a SBD Squad Bench Deads.
1: not silent but deadly, and rap, <laughs> CrossFit, <That's> so, lame. <laughs> so lame. Oh my god,
0: my my mind just exploded. So I I have SBD um, knee knee sleeves, mm-hmm. and I never knew what the SBD oh, are. For. You kidding me? <laughs> wow! wow. As okay. soon as you said yeah. that, the light bulb <laughs> went <laughs> off, and I'm like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> Morgan's Shaked not my like mad. Head. He's
1: disappointed. I'm disappointed. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed. Dis- hey, to be honest, to be fair, it took me a while before I was like, I didn't even think about what the brand yeah was.
0: I, I, I give it, I've never given a thought of what the SPD stood for, mm-hmm. and yeah, now I know.
1: Mm-hmm. You learn lots on the, the PR, PR podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what did you do? You trained. Yes, oh, yeah, I did SBD, an
2: rap today. Mm-hmm. So I did. Uh, they finally. So they give me an AMRAP to kind of test where I'm at. So for squat, I did like 430 pounds. Hey. I got eight. Oh shit! Um, they, they cut me off at eight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I did I did a four by three, and then on my last set, I had to do an AMRAP. So I got eight. I think that's a five pound PR because I think the most I've ever done for eight is 425. Nice. Um, but again, I've done that for sets. This was only one. So I mean, it's still PR. And then uh, I capped. Yeah, I had to. A- <laughs> That's what we're about, All right. and then uh, damn, I'm getting that Annabelle in my, in my system.
1: That's the but um, we gave you a full shot today. I'm not, yeah. I'm not done yet, though.
2: And uh, bench, I got I had 330 only got four. It was like, whatever, it was not, wasn't feeling it. I think it was lack like of sleep because we were up late last night, yes. and I didn't get I only got like five hours because I had to be up early, and then um. I got I did deadlifts 520 six, six reps on my M wrap. could have gotten like two more but I felt my form breaking down a little bit so I was like yeah, I'll just call it there smart
1: responsible
2: so good session and after that went to a powerlifting meet at uh, Axiom out here in Rancho Cucamonga want to go help one of my buddies handled him he did fantastic he went nine for nine. First nice. meet that's pretty damn good I've never gotten nine for nine so. Good job to him and pat myself on the back because I made the calls. <laughs> nah, but um, nice. so that was fun. Took all day, just literally just drove from over there to straight over here.
1: That's commitment.
2: So it's been a
0: long day, yeah, to the audience, exactly. Because yeah. we love you, we love our people. And then, uh, for those guys who don't know, Morgan is one of the co owners of Canine Coffee, and you guys had your first, um, what would you call it?
2: like public events where we gave out like samples and tastings how did that go it went well uh people responded well everybody was honestly that coffee i think i I left it because i brewed it um alex gave me the instructions but i think it was a little bit too strong to be honest different yeah like (laughs) because i was tasting it in the morning to make sure it was fine and it tasted a little bit more concentrated and i was adding water but i had to keep you know tasting and tasting and by the time I got to the threshold anymore, I was you're wired. I was Lit. wired like I was. <laughs> well, the like,
0: goal is supposed to you're supposed to taste and it and spit it out. Yeah, but I didn't know that. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> disrespectful. You yeah, don't do man. that with coffee. <laughs> yeah,
0: not with canine coffee. <laughs> so, um, so you guys were there, and I went, I went to the gym to go support and say hi, get a picture, and when I got there, you guys were gone already. I missed you guys. Yeah, I showed up like. I was heartbroken. <laughs> yeah. And it was like pouring rain I know. too. I saw I saw your text. So I was like just standing outside in the rain. I saw your text. Sad. Sad. I'm just I saw your text You're like,
2: I'm here, where's the coffee? I came for the coffee. Yeah. And I was literally like <laughs> driving out of the threshold. Eight, what a coffee,
0: he saw me drive and in and just kept oh. driving. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck oh. this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: But anyway. Yeah, so that was a successful event. It was cool. It was cool. I've never done anything like that, so it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I seen I've seen everybody posting it, like mm-hmm. air. Stuff. I was there. Like, yeah, my timeline was like blowing up with people going over there and trying out the coffee. Yeah, they, they, but turns. also
2: a Threshold held their open gym, so that's always you know popping. A lot of people come yeah, in. Yeah, so it's
1: not a drive just to go get coffee. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. go, like, people go. People go work out, out, out in lift, their lifts use the
2: Kgs. They so, go PR, kind yeah. Bust <laughs> them.
1: <laughs> I didn't lift either. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm here for coffee. I was literally, I was
2: literally <laughs> in jeans. Like, I, I just made a stop. Yeah, Annabelle went there, and I was like. With with Tim, and I was like, You guys are gonna work out, or Tim was in jeans, Tim was in jeans, and yeah. I was like, you know, Fresh haircut and everything, looking pretty. And I was I like, bald. Dude, you gonna work
0: out, or was he
1: bald? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, he
0: has a nice haircut, oh. it's like a fade, and but, he, like, but he was bald for a while, right? Yeah,
1: really, he had sh- really, really short yeah, hair, like, like he's like dirty bald. blonde, too. So, wow, <clears throat> dirty, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like regular blonde, but dirty, <laughs> dirty blonde. yeah, it's like that. How do you get that title? Uh, let's not
1: ask. <laughs> That's after hour show. What about you?
2: How's your um, your day?
1: It was good. I um spent the day just doing Sunday things. So meal prepped. Uh we went to a coffee shop. Oh, well, we actually went to Augie's down the street and it was so so crowded. They did their Sunday brunch, so mm-hmm. we left and went to what is this um coffee bean and tea leaf. <laughs> so we went there, did a little bit of work. And then I had squat and deadlift. Heavy squat, light deadlift today, went home, ate again, did a little bit of research, and then came here. Is that why you were
2: late again?
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. You live, <laughs> like you, know a right, it, you live right on the you street. You have to lie to me. Like, where are the I cookies tell, at? Yeah. This time, yesterday <laughs> we you had a pass. I was hungry. <laughs> yeah, I always tell my mom whenever we have, like, family events, like, just lie to me. Like, make me believe that the event starts at 4, <laughs> so I get there at 5.36, and it really starts at, like, 5.36, you know? So <laughs> To be we, fair, we you said you were
2: going to be here at 8 yesterday.
1: But you weren't here. I was here? <laughs> Two minutes later,
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's all good. Well,
0: you're late, but at least you remember to grab this amazing miniature party hat that's on my head today. So for the guys, I want to play the
1: song again. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and now you have to wear it for the whole episode because it's awesome.
2: It's itchy on my neck. You look like a unicorn.
1: He is a unicorn.
0: <laughs> I have no response to that. <laughs> you do. Like, 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 am, I was like, am I offended? I was looking at <laughs> you. I was like, man, this guy looks like a unicorn. I'm, it's I'm,
1: like a donut, like a sprinkled donut. So
0: am, I, like, am I like majestic and rare?
2: You would be if it was straight, but it's crooked. So I got a little like lean
1: It's gangsta. It. <laughs> <laughs> <She's sad.
0: laughs> she said. Annabelle told me this is the crawler This is what the kids are doing.
1: I'm the oldest one. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to believe me. I'm just kidding. Let's yeah. get into
0: these damn questions.
1: <laughs> uh.
0: Okay, so today we are doing more Q&A stuff because we love it. And um, and we love helping you guys out. And obviously we want to give content that you guys are very concerned about. And so, uh, Annabelle, what do we have for question number one?
1: So we have three questions today. Our first one is from at MissJ07. And the question is, what's the best advice for binge eating and also um, not to crave so many sweets? So I just want to start off with like a little disclosure. Um, not 100 percent sure if this is talking about binge eating like an eating disorder, binge eating or just binging like what you normally do when you just have. A, what do you say? Earlier? If
0: like, like at the office and somebody brings a bunch of cookies and donuts and you just yeah, go. Exactly.
1: uncontrollable. all. I'm thinking it's more leaning that way. But I do want to offer some resources for anybody who has a question about binge eating, like as an eating disorder. So I think, as a whole, the three of us here, probably have more nutrition knowledge than the general population, um, either through formal education or informal education. Um, But I do want to say the people that are qualified to address, uh, like an eating disorder, are going to be, like, general practitioners, like a doctor who specializes in eating disorders, um, psychiatrists, psychologists, um, registered dietitians, also who specialize in, e- in eating disorders, because all registered dietitians don't get eating disorder, like, specialized training, um, social workers, um, and the like. So there's going to be, a like, select few professions um, that do address this as an issue. So... Um, We're not going to speak about the eating disorder, but we will link in the show notes a hotline for It's the National Eating Disorder Association helpline. It's a free phone number. Anybody can call if they feel like they can't kick a habit on their own. Um, There's a reason there's this profession out there. There's thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people who have um, eating disorders or similar. So reach out. We're all... All of us here are, like, growth-minded, so we all advocate for self-improvement, so reach out for help if you need it. And with that... That's perfect. Anyone else have anything? Okay, so for... What's your advice if, like, maybe you go a little bit overboard, like you said, at work, someone brings coffee, and they bring a bunch of donuts and cookies, and, you know, maybe you have a cup of coffee, but then you grab a couple donuts, and you know, more than you planned.
0: I think a good strategy would be what you suggested for the Halloween episode. Whereas like if you can, you know, kind of keep the wrappers or keep the napkins for how many items you're eating. That way you kind of know where to kind of put a cap on it at. Um, obviously for someone like me, I track my macros. So I would make it fit my macros. So I would be like, okay, you know, if I want one or two donuts I have the, this is how many carbs it's going to be and how many fats it's going to be as so that means I would have to adjust my meals for the day obviously that's just me and I'm not, I'm a little more on the rare side. I'm sure majority of people don't, don't do that. And people are like, he's fucking weird.
1: You're very disciplined. Yeah. Compared to, and, and, but that's pop.
0: due through years and years of, yes. of, you know, practice, you know, I, I didn't get like this overnight. That That's for sure. Um, Cause probably in the past I probably would just go crazy and binge and be like, Oh, I could just work this off and go to the gym and do a little little bit more extra cardio. But yeah, but I think the whole napkin thing is a good one to kind of go with like every time you grab one donut, just keep a separate napkin. That way you kind of know, okay, I've had three already. Maybe I should, you know, put a cap on it. Um, What I think you always do is have a meal before so that you're already kind of full. Cause it's like the whole like um, shopping on an empty stomach type thing. Like if you go to the grocery store and you're hungry, you buy a bunch of stuff. I feel like it's the same thing when it comes to um, binge eating, so if you have a solid like protein dense meal and drink a lot of water with it, I think that can help prevent a little bit more of the of those bad food cravings. What was the question again?
1: So, she's asking uh what is the best advice or what is some advice you would have to avoid binge eating and also for not to crave so many sweets.
2: Okay. So for the binge eating, I I used to do a lot of binge eating. I mean, sometimes I do still. But um so one of the strategies I use cause sometimes and usually I do it when I go to like an event, um, like a party or something, and I have all these delicious cakes and brownies and cookies and pies and you know okay. <laughs> and donuts, whatever <laughs> you know, whatever it is. You know, we could keep on going. So, you know, I like my chocolate, so if there's chocolate I'll just destroy it. And obviously chocolate, you eat a little bit and it has tons of calories and you could just eat it and eat it and eat. So what I like to do is if Joseph already hit one is I'll drink lots of water. So I, maybe I do it a little bit overboard, but I like to have around 32 ounces of water before I start eating. So I'll have like cups and cups and I fill up. And then before I actually touch like the, the desserts or, or the plate of food, um, if they have like a salad bar or something, I'll eat like two, two plates or two bowls, whatever they have of salad. And then I'll go and enjoy myself. And that kind of calms you down because by the time, so I'm not sure how long, I know there's like a, a certain time limit before your brain tells you, hey bro, you're full, chill. Um, I, I forgot how long, but...
1: Roughly like 15 to 20 minutes.
2: Okay, so by the time you're drinking water and by the time you're eating your salad and you're going to get full. So by the time you reach the sweets, um, you might be able to hold back a little bit and avoid binging. And uh, for the times that that does happen, I will also say just... Sometimes it happens. I mean, nothing bad is going to happen. Just kind of let it be. Get over it. Get back on track. Um, Don't let it get to you. It's not a big deal. You're not going to fall off Uh, whatever plan you have. And uh, that's for the people that don't have, like we said, like an actual eating disorder, just like general, like. Once in
0: a while, binging kind of thing. So that's that's a strategy I like to use. And another thing is, too, if you have a partner, uh, split the desserts with them. You know, grab one of everything <laughs> and, and split it in half. Take them down with you. Man, oh, man. <laughs> me and Bree, we do that. That's how or, we it. I'm sorry. Uh, I do that we with Bree. It's, it's, it's not Bree's idea. <laughs> I do You're like, it. like,
1: here, babe. I got yeah. us a donut. <laughs> I,
0: exactly. She'll be like,
1: what the fuck, where's my
0: donut? I know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a just good just strategy, respectful.
2: too, because when I go to the movies with Tiang, so she loves her popcorn. She'll get a bag. And instead of me getting my own bag, I tell her, You get your own bag and just give me half of it. Yeah. That's what we do. And then I finish mine like that. Oh, yeah. But because there's no more and I don't want to finish hers, I just kinda (laughs) get Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't even reach the movie. (laughs) Like I stop, you know, but right like that's another instance. Like right there I would not drink water because I don't want to miss the movie. I don't want to get up and go pee.
1: (laughs) Okay. So um my piece of advice, so usually binge eating, um, the way we're talking about it, not an eating disorder, is usually you get a feeling of a loss of self control. So, um, what I suggest, and it's actually cool that you brought up like that, like window of time is, um, if you feel that urge coming on where you're like ready to go ham on everything in the fridge and everything in the pantry, set a timer. Like it's gonna seem kind of like intensive but it's like a good strategy and it's like it's going to work if you don't have like a specific eating disorder but set a 20 minute timer on your phone and distract yourself call somebody go for a walk um grab a glass of water just distract yourself doing something else for 20 minutes if you still have that urge to snack on something or munch on something, go for it. But at least you gave yourself 20 minutes worth of time to be mindful about what you're going to do. And then like you said, or like we said, it's a special occasion. We all have these disciplines and we all have this um, restriction sometime during the year where we're like monitoring our calories or monitoring our diet where It's okay to veer a little bit. So, special occasions, um, different stressors, different, um, you know, your schedule might trip you up a little bit. So, don't beat yourself up. um, Just how we said for Halloween, enjoy it, enjoy it, and appreciate it for what it's worth, and then just get right back on track. You can't do that much damage in one meal. I mean, just how we said, like a full day of eating of Thanksgiving food you can't do that much damage in one day. You just have to be mindful of it and get right back on track the next day.
0: Yeah. And if you're more of a daily snacker too, I think a good um rule of thumb is to look up healthier um and um healthier recipes for the foods that you crave. Um kind of like how Annabelle um for our previous episode, she brought homemade cookies and the macros on them were phenomenal. They tasted great and I'm a huge cookie guy. Like I'm not big on sweets, but cookies are what I enjoy and they were great. The macros were super low, so even if I did binge on those, it wouldn't be so, you know, damaging to my, you know, my daily caloric intake. So yeah. that, that's they had a good a strategy of potassium.
1: too. They had pumpkin.
0: Highland no more cramps.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, health. <laughs> health.
2: Also another thing um so like the advice I gave is for if you go out and eat outside. But if you have because I know sometimes for me, for, I'm gonna I'm speak for myself. Uh, sometimes when I have nothing to do, and it's the rare occasion when I'm home chilling and I'm there all day, like I'll literally just walk to the kitchen for no reason just because I'm bored and I'll start looking for snacks. Back in the day, I had snacks, now there's no snacks, so I, I'm just going in circles, like going into my fridge and close it, going to my fridge and close it. And um, another thing I do, so like I like sweets, but. Uh, what what I like to do is I like getting um frozen uh, strawberries, blueberries, yes. raspberries, and I'm a big. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes. I post all, I post all the time. I do the blueberries a lot. Yeah. yeah. I oh, love. Same, same and yeah. I love, but I like the frozen ones because I like to put it with my Greek yogurt mm-hmm. um, because. I don't know I don't know what it does. It's called science. It's like ice but cream. <laughs> you put it in the Greek yogurt and it changes the texture of the yogurt.
1: It like freezes it. Like yeah. kind of around and it. And I
2: just leave it there for like ten minutes. So like Oh, you patient. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I go, leave it there I for ten always. minutes. Same. As I'm preparing everything else, I'm s so i am putting put it in the oatmeal, I'm putting it in the chocolate, a little bit of chocolate, you know. It finessing it. Yeah. And uh see his
1: hands. Everybody not I, I let it sit for a bit it. and that
2: kind of uh that hits my my cravings for sugar i mean for for sweets it tastes so good it tastes like like ice cream like if you're going to like a froyo or something yeah so that's a good strategy oh, as well yeah
1: that was the second part so how do you avoid uh overeating sweets or craving sweets um so like one thing i do is usually when you're over craving some kind of food it's because you're restricting it so so i make sure cuz i have a sweet tooth and i like i know i get that from my dad like he's always like like, after a good meal, you always get, like, a pan dulce or, like, something sweet. Like, I always crave something. Conchita. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Conchita. Exactly. According so, to. the way I avoid craving sweets is not restricting it. So, I allow sweets. I don't cut out fruit. I don't cut out... Um, if I want a cookie, I track my macros. I track my um, food intake normally most of the year. So, I fit that in my macros or like I, I and if even if it doesn't fit in my macros, I'm like at my macros for the day or whatever. I have that cookie and I enjoy it like no big deal. Borrow macros from the next day, you know. So I think in order to avoid like craving, just allow it into your diet a little bit more. And that's going to take time and practice and application over months and even years. But um not restricting is going to help you enjoy that. I love it. Next question. So, I but, hope I'm not going to mess this. Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah, I was just going to
2: say, but you got to be disciplined and eliminate the temptations. You do. That was
1: I let's highlight that because not having if you have control over what's in your refrigerator and your pantry, like I know it was harder when I lived with my parents because it was everybody's food, but if you're at home um and so make Make getting ice cream like an ordeal. Like don't make it easy by having it in your fridge if ice cream is like your thing. If you're going to get ice cream, like go out, pay the extra cost, enjoy it that one time and that's it. If the temptation is in your fridge and it's there every time you're opening up to get your frozen veggies or whatever, then it's it's going to be a little bit tougher. So help yourself out. Do yourself that favor. Yeah, eliminate the snacks or only have like snacks that you know – Maybe you, like, you know, plain rice cakes. <laughs> How many people are going to overdo plain rice cakes? Well, <laughs> you know, well, even on a plain, well, <laughs> yeah. I do
0: the plain rice cakes a lot, but I'll add, like, the sugar-free jelly. Then I'll use, like, the PB2 dehydrated peanut butter, it's real peanuts, they just pull the fat out. Mm-hmm. And I'll make, like, a peanut butter and jelly rice cake, you know. And it tastes like a diet peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but, yeah, I mean, it's good enough so for use me. Use your imagination. Yeah, it's good enough for me. It gets the job done. <laughs>
1: Okay. So I hope I don't mess this up, but, uh, Ophirian physique at Ophirian physique asks, how often do you take your sets to failure versus leaving some in the tank?
0: So, um, I did a little bit of research on here and, uh, instead of me just citing every single research, I'll give it to Annabelle so she can actually put it into the, um, the, the notes for the episode. And so, um, RIR also stands for reps in reserve. Uh, this is a, this has kind of been the big argument for years now on, is it better to take reps to failure or to keep a few reps in the tank? And so um, throughout some of the research that, that came out pretty recently, um, it's actually proven that new lifters have a better chance of getting better results from taking reps to failure. And people who have a little more experienced lifters, um, they kind of range up between seven or more years. They actually have a better chance of building muscle keeping about two to three reps in reserve. And so I think that's a kind of big thing to kind of go off of. Um and they said to kind of avoid pump sets of 20 or more reps, especially if you're not seriously taking those sets to failure. And I'll be one to speak on that myself. Sometimes I will do those higher rep sets and I'll just stop because I'm bored. Like I'll kind of feel the burn in the muscle and I'm just kind of like Ah, I'm just bored. Yeah, I, I kind of get tired. I just kind of like, I'll I just stop, even though I know I have more in the tank. And so if you do do more of those pump sets, they do recommend to actually take those sets to failure. And so um, they kind of set it the way the reps are on like an S-curve. So I kind of like drew a little chart here so you can see the, the Ooh, little S-cur- or S-curve like chart. Little yeah. And so the way it works is, um, so if having four reps in the tank compared to five reps in the tank, it could be a pretty significant difference on muscle hypertrophy. Having three reps in the tank compared to four reps in the tank is still a good difference. Having two reps in the tank compared to three reps in the tank could kind of be a little bit lower, not as much difference. And having one rep in the tank compared to two reps in the tank could almost be little to no difference. And so it's kind of rule of thumb to kind of always kind of keep that two to three reps in the tank if you are a little bit more on the experienced lifter side. Um, And this will go kind of back into our previous episode of how many, you know, how many pounds of muscle you're putting on per year. Obviously, if you're putting on, you know, between two to five pounds, you're a little bit more of an experienced lifter. Um, New lifters, um, the way they did this study was less than seven years. Then you might benefit more from taking those uh, sets to failure. Uh, For people who are more experienced, though, we benefit more from drop sets, and so that's kind of a rule of thumb as well. So if you are doing, let's say, bench press for ten reps, that and ten reps is your is your kind of like your um, your your max PR for that. Then you can always drop the weight down and then continue that set with more reps, just with a lighter load, so that you're taking it. You want to really stress the muscle out and take that uh, workout to a little bit more towards failure um, while keeping those two to three reps in the tank.
1: That's kind of ensuring you get some quality volume, like your form isn't breaking down.
0: Yeah, because a lot of time you're not even stressing the muscle out. The muscle's tired because it's heavy weight, but you still have some left in the tank by doing that drop set. Um, They said the main time, though, that it is okay to take reps to a failure is if you're a strength athlete you know, if you're doing like one to two rep PRs, you know, obviously if you're doing more and more strength sets, then from that focus obviously it's okay to take um to do less volume and to take those reps to failure. So bodybuilders, more hypertrophy for muscle growth, two to three reps in the tank for more strength training, it's okay to take those reps to failure.
1: Cool. So like I think traditionally training programs that I've followed, um, you don't kind of max out until like about the end of like a phase or a cycle. Like five to six weeks sometimes upwards of eight weeks so that's when you'll test it like your one rep max um but i after i mean i've been lifting for years and my motto is kind of the same thing like as it is with nutrition like with my training it's everything in moderation including moderation Mm -hmm. so sometimes you need to like max out to fail like you need like Especially if you're an experienced lifter, you're uh, striving to achieve that. Like one day, you're gonna need to know how to bail on a squat, you know, or you're gonna need to and bail safely, or bail, you know, or or lift without a spotter on a bench press, or you know, max. It, well, deadlift is probably the safest, so it's my favorite. But you know, getting. I think more often than not, I'm still like around that, um, saving like two reps in the tank. That's like in your mind, I can do two more reps, but I'm not going to, because I know my form might break down or I'm not, Yes, I'm
0: I'm glad you brought that up because this study is actually based on like day-to-day training. So this is more for someone who's training daily. They don't want to take it to failure every single day but just like you said if you want to take a rep to failure to hit a pr like obviously like once or twice a month then more power to you just don't make it a daily thing um because then you won't see so much results
1: yeah and like i imagine this like to be a time where like a group of your friends or like one of your friends or something like invites you to like a gym out of town or like a you know somewhere where you're gonna go like because a lot of like the beast mode like you're barely you're going to throw up after your workout, barely uh-huh. able to walk out. Like you don't want to do that every day cuz you're not going to be able to go back in the gym the next day and you want I mean frequency is one of the biggest components of um like an effective training program, so you don't want to mm-hmm. mess that up by going like ham every single day. You don't want to like mess with your recovery. Like if you're in the gym and you go beast mode and like you go home and you're repairing more than like recovering to build muscle, then you're kind of like, you're kind of defeating the purpose of going to the gym to improve your muscle hypertrophy or performance. So
0: yeah. Anything you like to add Morgan?
2: Yeah. I'm so, for this. so I, I personally don't think, uh, taking, okay first of all, it depends within you guys didn't touch on this it depends on what exercise you're doing um if you're doing squats bench or deadlifts, no you don't you don't want to be taken into failure every every time especially i'm um, even like once a month I would not recommend. Um, if you're doing biceps or a smaller muscle like biceps or, or shoulders or calves, um, then you could probably take that to failure more often because they're smaller muscles and they're probably going to be easier to recover. And it's probably not going to affect your next workout. Um, as opposed to if you're taking squats to failure, uh, your next workout, you're probably not going to be able to perform as well. So that's one thing I want to talk about. Um, A strategy I would suggest for those that want to take it to failure is say, if you're, if you're working out, you should have some type of program or some type of plan of what your training looks like. So the best time I would recommend if you want to take something to failure is maybe at the end of your, your training plan or block before a planned deload or recovery week, uh, because you, you want to test yourself to see if you've made any progress, to see if your strength has gotten better. That's when I would say uh, I would recommend for a major lift like a, a squad bench, deadlift, light press or something big. Um, and then also another thing for the smaller body parts, even biceps, I wouldn't recommend taking it to failure in the first couple of sets. So say if you're doing four sets of 15, right, I wouldn't recommend you taking the first set to failure, because you might get fatigued, and then the next set, say, say, let's say you're doing 30 pounds on a dumbbell for bicep curls, and that's a lot of weight for you, and you take it to failure, and you only get 12 reps, then the next set, you probably only get 9 reps, because you're already fatigued and tired, and then the next set, you only get 3, right? So, if you are smarter, and you keep 2 reps in reserve, you could probably get 3 sets of 10 instead of 12 and nine and six. Mm-hmm. So you're getting more total volume overall, which in the long run is going to make you progress better. Um, so there's a time and place for, for taking sets to failure. Um, another thing. Uh, so can
1: I ask one more thing too? So uh, when we say like taking reps to failure, there's mechanical failure, like where your form starts to break down. Compared to, like, actual failure, where you can't move the weight anymore. Like, is there one or the other that you guys are more referring to? I'm, I'm, when I'm talking about reps to failure, I'm talking about, like, form breakdown. For me, personally, I know there's, I mean, there's both, so I guess we could specify which one, but...
0: Yeah. Well, these studies are based on like true muscle failure. So even okay, with a so spotter like, or, even on a, or, really, or even on a like, machine where you, you can still keep proper technique. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. I would say, yeah, exactly. That's what I was referring to. Just okay. failure. Like, uh, because yeah, just failure overall. So you can't do no more reps. Like that's it. That's, that's what I consider failure. Yeah. Um, break form breakdown. I I don't think that's failure. If you could get a couple more in, like it's going to happen, especially yeah. when you're pushing yourself, there's going to be form breakdown. You can
0: get around that. um, that was another thing I wanted to say. Well, you think about that. One thing I want—I do want to add real fast is that I don't want people to mistake leaving reps in reserve for also not going hard in the gym. Like, I don't want them to think purposely like, oh, I got to leave two in the tank now and you don't work as hard. Like there's there's literally no program or no way to exercise that can beat hard work. So make sure you're actually if you're going to leave two in the tank, make sure you are leaving two in the tank and not reality four or five
2: i'm glad your breath there you go i'm glad you brought that up because you said uh like newbies they're able to go to failure a little bit more and mm-hmm. m- they might benefit so i think that's good because they have so much more potential to grow and faster than than someone who's experienced Damn it. and and also like you don't know what your true failure is if you're never going to failure so yeah, you might like true. you said you might think you're going to failure i see it all the time people think they're going hard and i'm like you could have been like five more reps like yeah. that was easy uh-huh. you know and but if you don't push yourself you're never going to find out yeah. and another thing um you said more experienced lifters could go to failure more often
0: no no, no. more experienced lifters don't want to go to failure often they want they want more if you have more than seven years of training then you do want to leave some reps in the tank yeah
2: and that's another thing i was going to say too so like more once you get experienced experienced lifters don't go to failure unless they do it on purpose yeah. because you kind of know how to gauge correctly how much you have left in the tank. Like me, I rarely ever fail because I know if I'm pushing, I'm like, okay, not nah, if I, if I try one more time, I'm going to fail for sure. So yeah. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but if you're new, you, you can save that energy. Yeah, you don't know exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's all I want to say for that.
0: I love it. Anything else you guys want to add? And that's it. All right, let's move on to the third and last question. I want to say this guy's name.
1: did you read it? Yeah, there is one
0: more thing I want to say. I'm sorry, oh, oh, guys. Oh. Go for it. Keep this
2: in mind. Every time you're taking something of failure, there is always a higher risk of injury. So you might also mm-hmm. want to not go to failure all the time.
1: Yeah. That's so smart. Yeah. That's good advice. Good Solid. advice. Solid for real. <laughs> like. We've all been injured, I think
2: so. Yeah, so just make yeah. sure if you do plan on taking something failure, especially if it's a big muscle group, if it's biceps or triceps, you're probably fine, or shoulders, you're fine. But if it's a big muscle group, make sure you plan it and it has a purpose. Maybe you're testing to see where you're at. Don't do it just because hey, bro, today we're gonna max out, let's see who can lift more. Don't do that. Max or or your get gym out. Crush yeah, next walks week, by. yeah, you're your, try- gym crush <laughs> walks by, you see they're wearing her gym Gymshark clothing <laughs> or whatever. Okay. Take it easy, bro. <laughs> <Gosh>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Now we're drinking for Annabelle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just read the next question. Joseph. <laughs>
0: so the third question is from actually my brother at V or 16. <laughs> what up brother? Uh, getting all my green vegetables is one of my daily struggles. Obviously nothing is better than the real food, but how effective are green supplements? And he's referring to um, like powdered green supplements, um Annie, I'm going to let you handle this. You're the master of nutrition.
1: Yeah. So I'm glad you started with defining what greens are. So what they are, it's usually green supplements are like powdered form of and it could be a variety of things. You're already making a uh face because they are not delicious. <laughs> they're very earthy. So yeah, they taste like grass and dirt. So they're usually a blend of fruits, vegetables, algae, sometimes grasses. Um, and they're compounded, concentrated and distilled like into a powder form. So you can mix it with water and drink it. Um, so I really like how he mentioned that vegetables, there's no substitute, but it's a daily struggle for a lot of people. And if I can put a number to it, um, barely like 10% of adults get their daily recommended, uh, recommendation for vegetables.
0: If I'm being honest, even that number sounds high.
1: Yeah, and only 12% get their fruit. So they separated. This is um, based on, I just did a post on it a couple months ago, but um, 10% of adults, 12% of adults, vegetables and fruit. That's how many reach the daily recommended minimum amount of vegetables and fruit. That's just to be healthy. So that's just the amount of servings that they recommend for health. More is going to be a little bit better. So, the short answer is grains cannot supplement or cannot replace fruits and vegetables. That's let's just get that out right away. Save your money. Save your money. Um, And I want to say there's been a lot of research done on this recently. Uh, and I'll mention, so, um, there was a doctor in organic chemistry. Um, he's a researcher from Harvard who did an analysis of several different, like popular brand, like grains products. And what he did was analyze like the effectiveness of what they call, uh, in vitro, um, which basically means in a, in a test tube. So he took these supplements, um, Analyzed the ingredients and like evaluated their effectiveness in a test tube. Then he compared it to in vivo, and if you're reading research, that means in a live human. So that's what happens when you you know a human ingests this, and there's a series of uh, like chemical reactions that happen during the digestive process. I mean, if we're talking like once we ingest an like a food item. It goes through, like, a really acidic environment. So it goes through your stomach, stomach acid. Um, It moves on to a really basic uh, area of your small intestine with, like, the gallbladder secreting, like, a lot of, like, those secretions. That's a weird word, but whatever, secretions. And then once, if it even makes it, um, so what the study found is if it even makes it to the, like, gut, like your large intestine, Then you're talking like how much of it is even absorbed. So when we're talking about foods, we're talking about the compounds that we're eating and the compounds that we're using like for energy, but also what's going to end up in our bloodstream. Like what's going to end up like even being beneficial. That's why food is like optimal because, um, for example, when we're talking about digestive enzymes, like digestive enzymes are found on foods, on foods that need digestive enzymes. So um, when we're talking about greens, for example, if we're ingesting these and expecting them to have the same results that they're having in test tubes, that's not always going to be as likely. So um, that's just what like one researcher found, like for Harvard. Um, The optimistic answer is it depends if it's going to be beneficial for you. So um, if it's going to be beneficial, is going to be dependent on the supplement itself. So first things first is supplements are not regulated by anybody. So any company can create a supplement and market the hell out of it to make you believe like, Oh shoot. Like this is the unicorn of supplements. <laughs> I'm shouting out. The Wait till unicorn you guys see our pre-workout
2: coming
0: out soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm happy you mentioned that just real quick. If anybody who's seen bigger, faster, stronger, with uh, Mark Bell, he actually tested that. He actually made a supplement in his basement and took it to a supplement shop and print out his own label and was able to sell sell it on on um, well, you know. Yeah, and that's shelf.
1: not to say that supplements are not um useful. They're beneficial, and thankfully, there's a lot of third party like researchers yeah. and testers who mm-hmm. do test supplements. And I mean, and we can go on about like the effect of supplements, but we're talking specifically about greens, so. If you are going to take a grains product, it will probably be a little bit beneficial if you're one of the 90% of people, which is almost all of us, that don't get your daily recommended amount of um, vegetables or fruit. This is going to be especially important for people who are in a severe calorie deficit where they're cutting so much food that they're not allowing for enough like vegetables and fruit. So enough of those, like, I mean, which you would think like if you're in a severe calorie deficit you're eating a lot of vegetables because you want that volume but sometimes that's not ideal sometimes you want like more protein or you want more you know some other types of foods and also if you're traveling so i the times that i have used like a greens um product or a greens like supplement is when I'm traveling and I can't pack like a ton of vegetables where I can, you know, have them readily available and refrigerated and safe for my consumption, like I'll do a grains powder, knowing that I may only absorb like a percentage of that, but I'm like YOLO, you know, <laughs> like a little bit, if that's going to do a placebo effect ordeal in my mind and that could benefit me that way, then fine. Um, so... Uh, If you're going to look for a grains product, you want to evaluate the ingredients list. You want to see if the ingredients are effective. Uh, You don't want to see anything on a label that says proprietary blend. You want to see every ingredient broken down. Um, Ideally, if they have every ingredient broken down, it's just like even though supplements aren't regulated, they still have to list their ingredients by weight. So on a regular nutrition label, the ingredient that's listed first is the ingredient that's the heaviest. Like that's the most per volume of like a serving. Um, And you also don't want to find a product that's going to have like a shit ton of like ingredients. Because although that might seem like super impressive, it's likely that a lot of those ingredients on that list are not even going to be effective doses. So the challenging part is... The, is like on the consumer. The responsibility is on you. Um, you have to look up each ingredient, how much of that ingredient is in that product per serving, and is it even going to be an effective dose like for that. So like just for example, some of the popular brands, like they have vitamin C, but it doesn't even have as much vitamin C as like half of an orange. Like eat a half of an orange like if you want vitamin C. Um, yeah, I think anything – well, uh, you guys want to
0: add yeah, well, I just want to add my own personal experience, so um I do take a green supplement, but I do not take it rarely and you I do take it, I tend to post it on social media um but whenever I like I do my prep competitions, not only because just like you said i'm I'm at such a deep caloric deficit that not only do I bring in greens daily, but I also add on top of that a green supplement, just like you said, even if it's a small percentage. I'll take that over, over nothing. And, um, also when I was in Guatemala, uh, when I flew out there, I took a bunch of packets of green supplements for the same exact reason. Um, and another thing is anytime a green supplement says one to two scoops, take those two scoops. Cause it's probably for the same thing you just said that it's probably is underdosed if it's just one scoop. Um, and so when I do buy my green supplement, um, I don't want to do any type of product placement. Um, The one I do take is certified um, third-party tested. It's 100% organic ingredients, and it does label, just like you said, it's not a proprietary blend. It actually labels every single ingredient individually. And um, I'll buy this container of 60 servings, and it'll last me almost four to five months just because I am very, very good with getting getting my green vegetables in daily. But those days I do forget are the days I just like I I need more, or if I did have like a higher calorie day, obviously I want to get more, you know, a little more of the greens in. Then I'll add the green supplement in during the day, yeah. but it's not something that I recommend for anybody to survive off of.
1: Okay, and and I don't mind. Like, if you don't mind, you can share the brand that you use. Because that, um, so for example, the brand that I've used is Organifi. Their green juice, mm-hmm. um, and they're also third party tested. And like, I mean, it's expensive. It's like dumb expensive, but if you, I mean, if people are interested in buying a green supplement.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so um to so Almax Nutrition, they may they have a sister company called Novaform, which is like their organic line of supplements. Mm-hmm. And so and then their their product is uh is Cyto Greens. And I've posted it plenty of times on my social media like on my story and stuff whenever I do take it.
1: Okay. And if anybody's interested in buying like a green supplement and you're not too sure or you need help um evaluating the ingredients, I use a website and I know you guys I think you guys have both used it is um examine.com. Yeah. So they're a website, there um, you can look up each of the ingredients. You can't look up a product, so you'd have to look up each ingredient individually, and you'll see studies and research, and basically it'll tell you if you're taking a supplement that has this ingredient, what's the minimum effective dose that's shown in all of research done on humans, um, not just you know in vitro, like in, in test tubes. Um, what's the minimum effective dose for this ingredient? So then you can evaluate, like, okay, this product's legit, or this product is just going to be like a nasty tasting green, <laughs> like water that's yeah. going to not do anything for my health.
0: Yeah, they're very earthy. So usually when I do take it, I'll have like a chaser, or, like some BCAs or something like that, or like, <laughs> like a protein drink, and I'll chase it with something really okay. quick.
1: Yeah. Have for... you used a greens juice or anything?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Absolutely not. Yeah,
1: and you you do a pretty good job of getting your veggies or fruit. Yeah, I, think, I mean I see you eat. I think it's like, pretty
2: easy. Like, yeah. I'll either put them in my eggs. I'll make some with like broccoli or I'll throw spinach or green beans. Or I get the bags, the frozen bags. Mm-hmm. Egg. Those are easy. Like I don't like to cook, so that's perfect. It's cheap. They're better than powdered greens. Yeah. So that's what I do.
1: Yeah. So I mean, just like your brother said. Veggies are your priority. So if you're spending more money on supplements than you are on vegetables, like per week or every other week, however often you grocery shop, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it backwards. Like your priority is still food like getting like eating and you get that volume too like so when you're eating like green vegetables or you know dark leafy greens or fruit even um i know a lot of people kind of stray away from fruit especially if they're watching their calories or sugar intake but if you're gonna be comparing like a piece of fruit to like a cookie or dessert or something like eat the fruit like nobody ever got fat eating too many blueberries or too many strawberries you know like as is health. It's a lot of fiber. I'm you're going to get a lot of vitamins. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blueberries, you're going to turn blue. It's <laughs>
2: funny you mentioned that because every time I I was talking about the yogurt, every time I eat that, I feel so full after. Like, I feel stuffed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That yogurt is dense. And the, you get the fiber from the blueberries. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I add it to my protein pancakes of the blueberries. Anyway, anything.
1: Any last thoughts, anything else?
0: No, I feel like we uh, hit the nail on the head for all this. I love it. It was such a good episode. We love the Q&A. So make sure you guys keep sending in these questions. And not only that, I like that that these questions were so detailed as well. Um, So the more detailed you guys can get, the more we can answer these questions with better accuracy as well. So, Let me close it out. Yeah, let's do it. Sweet. Yeah, so make sure you guys continue to share this uh, these, this podcast on your guys' story and share it with your friends and family. And if you guys can, please do us a favor. Go on iTunes and leave us a five-star um, review and leave us a, an awesome rating as well. Or I said that backwards. So leave us a five-star rating and leave, us an, and leave, leave us an All awesome review. <laughs> and uh, make sure you guys give us a follow on Instagram. The podcast is pr.podcast. Uh, my Instagram is fit__fluential. Annie's is Evolve.Annabelle, and Morgan's is Morgan.Akino. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I'm getting yeah. better. Went out um, for the birthday, bitch. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm happily <laughs> accepting different types of coffee for my birthday, so feel free. But, um, yeah, so do all those things, and we greatly appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Peace.